You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra in on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Timons Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. You know what I mean? And a lot of times I feel like you got to just step back and let people figure out their own situation because that's their business. (laughs) I always tell people this. Listen to your body. Don't listen to me. Listen to your body. And if you don't, that's also your business. What's up, everybody? I'm Gammy, and this is Positively Gam. In this episode, we're going to be discussing embracing a career you didn't choose. Joining me today is actress, mom, motivational speaker, vegan food vlogger, boss, and everybody's auntie, Tabitha Brown. Hello there. So are you looking for like a raw inspired meals that you can eat for breakfast lunch maybe a good snack (laughs) i got you let's make one chopped red bell peppers chopped purple onion some chopped mini cucumbers put it all in a bowl get some apple cider vinegar pour it on there like so like that get you a little olive oil okay but you use whatever you want because that's your business okay for those of my listeners who may not know tabitha she gained immense internet popularity with her online video content which incorporates veganism, humor, and motivational speaking. But Tabitha's original career plan was to be an actor. And I just want to tell you, Tabitha, that my girlfriend, Wendy, 
was the one who turned me on to you originally because she said, you got to look her up on Instagram. She is so funny. So welcome to Positively Gam, Tabitha. Thank you for having me, honey. And thank you, Wendy, for looking out for you, girl. I'm telling you. And she was absolutely right. You are such a personality. But, you know, I read that you were inspired by Rudy on The Cosby Show. That's what made you want to get into an acting career? Yeah, as a little girl. You know, I didn't know what it was to be an actor when I was five, right? And I'm from a small town in North Carolina, so I had never seen acting. But I remember as a family, every Thursday, we would watch the Cosby Show. And I remember telling my mom, I want to be Rudy's friend and ring the doorbell next and come in the house, you know, go and, and play with Rudy. I said, no, I just want to go in the TV do my thing, and then I'm going to come home. I was trying to explain to her I want to be an actor like Rudy, and that was my first yeah. introduction. So yeah, that's how I started. So tell me about your acting career journey, because you moved from North Carolina to L.A. Right. I did that two times. Well, the first time don't really count, because I didn't move to L.A. You know, when I was in high school, I've always wanted to act my entire life. I always wanted to act. And I remember my mama telling me, she said, you know, I know you want to be an actress, but we don't know anything about Nobody in our family was, was actors. And she was like, but I also used to make clothes in high school. She was like, but you make clothes and you do that well. Why don't you go to school for fashion design so you have something to fall back on that can help you pursue your dream? And it wasn't that she was trying to, you know, detour me. She just was going off what she knew, you know? And so I thought, well, that's a good idea. So I had got accepted to this college down in Miami, International Fine Arts. So I went there when I graduated high school. And I remember I was there for the first semester and I woke up. It was a Wednesday night in the middle of the night. And all I could think about was I'm supposed to be an actress. I was like, school was going great. You know, I was partying and I had good grades and everything was good. But I'm supposed to be an actress. And I called my daddy at like one in the morning, woke him up. I said, daddy, listen, I'm down here wasting your money. You need to come get me. I'm supposed to be an actress. And my I'm daddy's girl, he said, well, uh, I got to work at the mill on Friday. When I get off, I head down there because it's a 14 hour drive. And he came and picked me up on Saturday morning. And when he came, I was like, okay, now I got to figure out how am I going to get to this acting? And I was back in my hometown of Eden, and I decided to apply for Columbia College in Chicago. I was thinking, oh, this is going to be it. Me and my mama flew out there, fell in love with the school, fell in love with Chicago because it was spring. It won't win. And I was like, oh, now I'm about to go to school here. Two weeks before it was time to go, got the letter that said, oh, due to your financial aid from the school in Miami, we cannot prove your financial aid. So I couldn't go to school. So I just said, you know what? My mama had a friend that lived out there in California that had told me one time before, if you ever want to come to California, you could come and rent a room for me. And I thought, oh, I wonder if that lady still would allow that. And I called her and she said, yeah, you can come out here. So within two weeks, I made that decision. I said, I'm going to go to California. I'm just going to go pursue my dreams. I'm 19. Now, what the lady didn't tell me was that she was crazy and she was going to take all my money. <laughs> She left that part out, girl. Said nothing about that, all right? And I wasn't in L.A. I was down in Orange County in Laguna Niguel. It was beautiful, but I wasn't nowhere near Hollywood. And my husband right. was my boyfriend at the time, so I had been out there for a couple months. And then his the plan was he was going to move out, and then we'd get our own place. I didn't tell him how bad it was. So when he got there, he said, this is crazy. This lady taking all your money. We in Orange County, you working two jobs. You ain't doing nothing to where you can do no acting. We ain't even in L.A. or even close to it. We need to go back to North Carolina, save up for one year, then move 
to L.A. where you can really pursue your dreams. And I thought, OK, that sounded like a good, you know, good, good plan. So we ended up saving up and went back to North Carolina. And the one year right. plan turned into five years, a baby, wow. marriage, house, cars, jobs and a forgotten dream. After I got pregnant and had my daughter, after we moved back, I thought, man, I missed out on my opportunity. I can't pursue no acting. Now I got a baby. You know, right. from a small town, you got a baby, honey. You stay here, live a regular life, and that's what we exactly. hit, right? And so I literally believed that for a long time. And then one morning, something shook my bed and woke me up. And it felt like I had had an earthquake in Greensboro, North Carolina. And I woke up, and I heard a voice that sounded like thunder. And the voice said, this is not the life I planned for you. And it scared me. And I got on my knees and I started praying. I said, now, Lord, if this is you speaking to me, I need you to show me a sign today. If not, I'm about to go admit myself into the hospital because I'm hearing stuff. <laughs> and I told my husband what happened. And of course, he thought I was a little losing it, too. He was like, oh, OK. I said, but I didn't ask the Lord to show me a sign today. And later that day, we were on our way to the mall. And on the radio, the DJ, his name was Buster Brown. He had a radio show that came on and said, hey, I got a new TV show on the WB. I'm looking for a female co-host and I'll be holding auditions. Girl, I bought toward the car up. I've been here five wow. years and there was never, ever an audition in Greensboro, North Carolina. And I told my husband, that's my sign. That's my job. And I went to that audition and I booked it. Wow. And I was like, you know what? It's, it's time now. It's time, it's time to go. And I've been here ever since. And that's when I got here and started my journey into acting. But of course, it didn't start as soon as I got here as I planned. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, let, let's jump ahead a little bit. Did you have any idea that the videos that you were posting online would go viral? Oh, girl, no. I didn't even want to do videos. Like, what even made you think about doing that? Well, I had, you know, I was sick for a year and a half when I fell into depression and anxiety. I got to a place where I didn't believe God heard me anymore, right? I, I, and I, you know, I grew up in the church. I'm a woman of faith, but I really was like, oh, God, you brought me all the way this far just to leave me here. And I had had my coming to Jesus moment is what I call it one day in my bathroom. And I got in the mirror and I was really in search of my soul. And I was like, they said, the only way you can see that is through your eyes. I don't know if it's because my eyes are so big. Girl, it was right scary when I got in the mirror. I was like, oh, Lord, but but I prayed and I told God, I said, God, you know, I have been habitually praying, not believing what I pray. But mm -hmm. right now I'm giving my, my final call to you. If you heal me, you can have me. And I won't try to do this life my way no more. I simply do whatever you ask of me. And I meant it that day. I really like left the old tab in the bathroom. Right. And about two weeks later, I had a dream. And in that dream, and what you should also know about me is ever since I was a little girl, I've always had dreams that come to pass. My mom always said I had the gift of dream. So mm -hmm. in this dream, I saw myself on a TV show, like a, a show of some sort. And my hair was like a little short afro because I always wear my hair long and straight because that's what my agents and stuff used to tell me. I always cover my accent because I was always told to. But, but in this right. dream, I was completely free. But I just had like a little short afro, but I was happy. And I woke up and I said, now, Lord, I'm not auditioning. I'm not doing stand-up because I used to go out and do stand-up trying to get a TV show, right? And I was like, but what was that revealed that to me? And I heard a voice that said, start doing videos. And I said, start doing videos. Oh, no, nah, Lord, you ain't talking to me. I'm literally in my floor having this conversation with God. And again, he said, 
started doing videos. I said, why would I do a video? He said, look, when you out doing stand-up, trying to get a show, you would reach 15, maybe 30 people a night. You start doing videos, you reach thousands in minutes. And I said, but Lord, that's why I got you, because I ain't even got thousands of followers to reach in minutes. So this don't even make no sense, right? And again, he said, start doing videos. And I said, I'm not doing videos. And he said, remember two weeks ago in the bathroom, you said, if I heal you, I can have you. You do whatever I ask. I said, Lord, have mercy. You caught me on a bad day. But I did say that. So I'm going to be obedient, and I'm going to start doing videos. So when I first started doing videos, I would be a sit-down comedian, as I call myself, because I would still be in my bed or sitting on my couch telling the same stories I would tell on stage when I was doing stand-up as a wife, as a mom. And then as time went on, I had ended up, you know, going vegan. The day that I decided I'm going to be vegan, the same voice that I had heard that told me to start doing videos whispered in my ear and said, now tell people what you're eating. And I was like, oh, God, you want me to do what, Lord? You want me to tell people what I'm eating? You know, I had also shaved off all my hair in this process. And I was really just trying to become free, you know? And yeah, I, you know, yeah. It was crazy from a small town. Well, I, w- I want to interrupt you for one minute because you're talking about when you decided to go vegan. What made you decide to go vegan? I was sick, right? So when I was sick, mm-hmm. I woke up in January of 2016 and I had this headache in the back of my head. And the headache rested there every single day for one year and seven months. It would not cease. It would not go away. It was accompanied by chronic pain throughout my body, chronic fatigue. I would fall when I would walk what was happening. And it was pretty right. instant, like a light bulb for me. Started talking about all diseases are not happening. Yeah, you know, the same thing happened. Well, not the same thing happened, but I was ill as mm-hmm. well. I was ill as well. I had hepatitis mm. C. And while I was going through one treatment program, you know, you're taking all of these medications that are really, really debilitating. Yes. You know, because it's a chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's like having a cancer almost. Right. And I remember that at one Christmas, my grandson, who is vegan, mm-hmm. well, he was at the time. He's now, I think, considers himself vegetarian. But he was vegan back then, and he asked us to watch What the Hell. Oh wow! And and I'm telling you, that had a profound effect on me as well. It was really, really sickening. Yeah. Sickening and eye-opening, right? Yeah. Both. Oh, yeah. Both. Absolutely. I was the same. Yeah. But it was it was that message for me because my mom died at 51 of ALS, okay. which is a disease they can't mm-hmm. tell you what causes, and there is no cure. My daddy just turned 69 last month. He's the oldest male to ever live in our family at 69. And so diseases wow. run in the family as I thought, right? But it's the eating habits that run in the family. I went vegan in two, 2000, right? And I was living in Nevada at the time. So I went vegan there. And I just have to tell you, I just have to be honest, Tabitha. It was one of the hardest things to do because everything has eggs, everything has gluten, everything has dairy almost. And it was just so challenging. Plus I was sick, so I didn't have a whole lot of energy to be, and I don't like to cook. So let's just say that out front too. I was in a whole situation because I don't like to cook. So basically, and if we went out to eat, I was just getting a plate of vegetables, 
boring. And some mashed potatoes. That's boring. Right. So it was really, really boring. Yeah. And then we ended up moving back to Maryland. And I was like, okay, I'm not even going to play this game with myself because Maryland, of course, is known for their seafood. And I love eating crabs. Like that is, that is an event. That's a social event, you know, and I, I just wasn't going to play the game. So then I, I went pescatarian. So I've, I've been pescatarian for, for many, many years now. But one thing I like about you is that you don't, you don't try to force your eating style onto anybody else if we decide that, that we go have a piece of chicken. Because let me tell you something. A couple of weeks ago, I went to, uh, I don't know if, if, if people that are listening know Riri and our family. We have a blended family. And Riri is Will's first wife. Let me tell you, Riri gets down. She can cook. She can cook for real. And I went over to her house the other day because she had, oh, let me tell you something. I stopped by there. She had macaroni and cheese She had, and she had fried chicken. Now, let me tell you something. I can't remember the last time I had fried chicken. You hear me? I cannot remember, no. but I had it that day. I had that stuff look so good. That chicken looks so, uh, listen. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to feel bad about myself. And I've grown. Okay. I'm not going to feel bad about myself. Yes, I had, I told Willow, yes, I had a piece of fried chicken. And what? (laughs) Now, you do most of your videos. Most of them are on TikTok, right? Because I don't even have a TikTok account. Like, I don't know anything about TikTok. No, you know, I just started on TikTok in March. But my my original platform is Facebook. I, I started... Uh, Facebook in 2017, when, when God first told me to start doing videos, I would cook live in my kitchen on Facebook. It would be 30 people watching. And I'd be like, Lord, you said thousands of minutes. Where they at, God? And I was consistent. I did it every day, every day. But I was broke because I'd been on disability for over a year. My savings was gone. And I was, you know, just struggling trying to figure it out. But I had started to feel better. And I, so I told my husband, my husband is my partner, not my provider, Right. And so I said, listen, I'm feeling better now. I need to get back out there and, and start making some money, start auditioning again. I said, so I'm going to go drive Uber because I got a plan. I said, when I go out here and drive Uber, I'm probably going to get discovered in my car because I'm going to pick up a director or a, a producer or a cast director. They're going to love me and I'm going to just call you from the set. That's literally what I thought, right? <laughs> and so I was dropping somebody off by Whole Foods on December 30th of 2017. You know, I'm still just a couple months into my vegan journey at that point. And Whole Foods always got vegan options. So I was like, I'm going to go ahead and give me some breakfast. And I went in there and got a sandwich. And it was called a, a TTLA. It was like a vegan bacon sandwich. And I had never had that before. I said, vegan bacon, girl. Yeah, let me get that and add a pickle. Baby, I come to you real quick, honey, real quick. I stopped at Whole Foods. Now I know they be having some vegan options. They got a TTLA. And that's a tempe bacon, tomato, lettuce, and avocado sandwich. Y'all, when I tell you, I told myself, I said, I'm going to eat half now and half late. Honey, I got to take another bite just so y'all can see. Lord have mercy. Mm. Y'all know I can't sing, but this the baby sing, whole food. When I get home, turn my notifications on, honey, and my phone was going off like an amber alert. I was like, what in the, what's going on? And the video had over uh, like 50,000 views. And I was like, 
who is watching this video? Wow. So Facebook is where I first went viral, 2017, January 2018. And that's where my audience started growing. So I had, from that day, it was always thousands of people watching in minutes. And my videos would always get millions of views on Facebook. For the last two years, that's that was my, my original fan base and, and platform. And I just got on TikTok in March of this year. Okay. So, yeah, so that's not really what you had planned for yourself, but it kind of worked out. And I, I can relate to that as well because I'm a mm-hmm. nurse by training. And so I've been nursing since 1984. And then I had to kind of retire because Jada needed me to help her with children because every time when they were doing films, wherever Will was working, we packed up the whole family. And we went with him to do this film. It really, really started for me when I really had to just retire for real was when she got Matrix and we had to move to Australia. And we were in Australia for like a year and a half. So I totally understand like that was not what I envisioned for myself, but that's exactly what I ended up having to do. And then, of course, now I've landed here which is, you know, not something that I saw for myself, but certainly a, a blessing. So how how have you settled into this, this career of yours right now? Because it's huge. How do you feel about that? Blessed. I'm so very grateful. And, and I'm very much so a lot like you in the fact that it, it definitely was not my plan. I never, ever wanted to do anything with food, ever. I like to eat. I like to cook for my family. But me cooking... <laughs> It was never a part of my plan. That's how you know God got a sense of humor. He'd be like, oh, you think you're going to do that? Okay, I'm going to show you, right? (laughs) Yeah. And so it feels amazing because of the responses I get. You know, I have helped thousands and thousands of people that I would never meet. And to know that my purpose is greater than just me being here. It's to help others. And I've always loved to perform and I still do. But to be able to have a purpose on my life, it's just, you know, I feel like this is where I was supposed to be all along, even though it wasn't my plan, but it opened the doors yeah. to my dreams. And speaking of your husband and your your family, you now are doing videos with your family. What is that? Oh, like? yeah. You know, my family, they're my foundation. Right. And so I don't exist without them. They are part of me. So when last year when my daughter graduated high school, she told me she didn't want to go to college. And we knew she really didn't like school. And so she said, Uh you know, I want to be in entertainment. I want to be, you know, modeling and all these things. And I said, okay, well, listen. And she's gorgeous, by the way. She looks just like you. Yes, she does. She's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. And so I just told her, I said, well, look, all right. I don't believe in forcing nobody to do nothing. My family is is everything. It's an amazing thing to be able to work with them and do things like that. All right. So I want to get back, Tabitha, to some of your vegan recipes because, you know, I have watched some of them. Oh, girl. Which one, girl? Because that food be good. And some of them don't look all that tasty to me. <laughs> so I have to say. Oh, the vegan shrimp? The shrimp. The shrimp. The vegan vegan shrimp. I was like, girl, I do not want to taste that. I do not want to taste that. Well, you know why? Because you are a real seafood lover, just like me. Oh, my goodness. Well, see, I don't have to miss seafood because I'm pescatarian. 
the the vegan thing was just way, way too hard for me. I, I have to say, though, that I am really trying to eat more plant based. And, and I want to go back to the to the fact that you don't you, you don't push your eating style onto your your family, because I know I have tried desperately in, in numerous ways mm-hmm. to get my husband to eat more healthfully. <laughs> and it's been difficult. Yeah. And it's that way with eating and exercise. Mm-hmm. He has um, high blood pressure and he has a very strong history of heart disease in his family. Yes. And I, I really feel like a different eating style and regular exercise Absolutely. would be so beneficial for him. But at the end of the day, he's a grown ass man. You know what I mean? And a a lot of times I feel like you got to just step back and let people figure out their own situation because that's their business. (laughs) I always tell people this. Listen to your body. Don't listen to me. Listen to your body. And if you don't, that's also your business. Okay, then we keep on we keep on using all your sayings. We have to talk about them, Tabitha, because I love them all. It's what if I can if I want to because it's my business. And and I love the I love the one that you use at the end of your video. So talk to me how you how did you come up with these catchphrases? And by the way, while you're talking about them, you need to come up with a catchphrase for me. Okay? Because I'm telling you, they are so funny. So I just love them. So how did you come up with them? Tell people, you know, do it like this because that's your business. I do it like this because it's my business. Like, you know, I don't cook with recipes. I cook from the spirit because that's my business. You put as much as you want to in your kitchen. And I remember when I would go back and, and read the comments, people would be putting that in quotations. I said, why do they keep saying that? Why do they keep typing that? Because I wouldn't watch my right. videos back. I just go live and, and be done with it. it. One day I was at the gym. I said, let me watch this video to see what they talk about. And I must have said, because it's my business, 30 times. I said, Lord have mercy. I say that a lot. <laughs> and it just, it's just how I am. Got it. That's wonderful. What would you say to, to listeners out there who are going to work every day, but, you know, had the same dreams that you have? Living builds character. If I had never lived my life and went to those jobs that, Sometimes I hated and sometimes they were all right. I'd have never built the character within myself on how to play different characters, right? How to be relatable in certain, you know, circumstances and to just not give up, right. to just use those as stepping stones. They're part of your story, but you also just have to remember to stay focused on the fact that it is temporary and you've got a bigger goal that you're trying to reach. But that's all right. right. It'll pass. Right. Right. And all experiences are lessons. They're just lessons, not even failures. I I used to work for a a manufacturing company like cosmetics and hair products, all this where they would make and and distribute, manufacture and distribute. Can't nobody tell me because I already know. And I was like, oh, that's why you had me there, God. Okay, I used to work for UPS for five years in North Carolina. You can't tell me that you don't know how to ship no package. Honey, I can tell you how to ship a package for the business. I can tell you how to pack it. I can tell you the international codes, all of that stuff, you know? And I also was a, a nurse. I did CNA work. And so I'm very empathetic. I have a very, very big part of my heart for the elderly. And I just am always, you know, sympathizing with people with being caregivers and understanding that and being able to talk to people about that. So every single job, it's it's for a reason. Yes. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. As we wind down and wrap it up, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. What are you fixing for Thanksgiving dinner? Because I'm a strong believer that now, like I said, I I eat like a pescatarian 99.9% of the time. But when it comes to holiday time, I have a sweet tooth. That's, oh. that's, that is my biggest struggle. Okay. Is that sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. But other than that, when it's holiday time, I don't worry about eating mac and cheese. Like I, I want mac and cheese yeah. with real cheese. I don't want vegan <laughs> cheese. I want mac and cheese. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to eat a roll. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm still going to stay away from the meat. Yeah. I want to eat like it's the holiday. I, I'm going to eat just like the holidays, too. I tell you this. I made mac and cheese this morning for Steve Harvey. And he said, this ain't vegan. <laughs> Was it vegan? 100%. Wow. My recipe, everybody who comes and they try, they're like, I thought you was vegan. I said, I am. There's a way to do everything. I didn't go vegan because I ain't like how non-vegan food tastes. <laughs> okay? Yeah. I need the same feeling. I need the same taste. And I had to figure it out. But we have mac and cheese. We have greens. We have yams. We got dressing. I got potato salad. I'm going to slice my tomatoes. I'm going to put my vinegar and salt and pepper. I'm going to do all of that. <laughs> and, you know, uh, every now and then we'll do a celebration roast, you know, which is like the vegan turkey or whatever. So uh-huh. that meat substitute. But I have everything that I've always had with the exception of any meat. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you, this is my last stupid question. Ain't no stupid Are you question. Gonna, <laughs> do you have any desire to do a cookbook? I actually am writing one. See? Yes, I am. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a while because I'm writing two books at one time. I'm, I'm doing an inspirational book and I'm doing a cookbook. I want to feed the soul first and then we'll feed the stomach. Okay, well, I need copies of both. <laughs> so just make sure you don't forget about GAM. Send them my way. That mac and cheese that you describing <laughs> sounds really, really good. Yeah. I might be able to give Riri a break on her mac and cheese okay. if yours is better. <laughs> it's very good. Okay, all right. <laughs> We're going to wind down. We're going to wind down and roll on out of here with our rapid fire questions for you. Tell me what book you're currently reading. I, I'm, well, I'm writing one, so I'm not reading any because I don't like to be persuaded. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not reading any, but I am writing. <laughs> okay. Well, I will accept that. Yes. And you already said you're, you're writing the inspirational. spiritual, inspirational book yes. and the cookbook. Yes. Okay. So we're going to look forward to that. Yes. One thing you want to get off your chest, Tabitha. You know, stop judging people, mm. period. Right. I, I feel like I'm seeing that more and more every day, especially on social media. Perfect strangers who will never meet have a whole lot to say about each other. And it's sickening to me. And I think that we should not do that. You know, I, I even wrote a song about that last week. <laughs> I just honestly feel like I'm going to do me because it's my business. You do you because that's your business. But I'm going to do me because I'm free and I want people to to do the same. Yeah, I think the world would be a better place. Spread more love than hate. That is fact. Yes. (laughs) That is fact. No, really, that's... Yeah, people have a a whole lot to say about somebody they ain't never laid eyes on, ain't never met. That is very easy to do. Meet me out in the street. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, what's a motto that you live by, Tabitha? I am enough. Ooh. I am enough. Just as I am, however God created me, 
she's enough. I'm enough. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, Tabitha. You are a joy. Thank you. I appreciate you. You are a joy. And I look forward to your spiritual, your inspirational book and your cookbook. Thank and you. thank you so much for joining us. Please tell the audience where they can find you on social media. Absolutely. You can find me on social media at I am Tabitha Brown. Just about everywhere. TikTok, Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, Tabitha Brown. All thank right. You thank so you so much, much. for joining us you know, on Positively Game. You know we have to close it out right. <laughs> now go on about your business and have yourself a good day. But even if you can't have a good one, don't you dare go messing up nobody else's him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tabitha. I love you, honey. Thank you for having me. I appreciate <laughs> All you. Right. So here are my takeaways from my conversation with Tabitha. Number one, remember your why. Don't just follow what's trending when it comes to your food choices. Number two, you don't need to force your choices onto anyone else because that's your business not theirs. And number three, if you're not quite where you want to be in your career path, it's only temporary. Don't give up. Let every experience be part of the lesson and part of the journey. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed Tabitha Brown as much as I did. Rate, review, and follow the show. Share your thoughts on the episode and let me know what you're cooking for the holidays. Follow me on my Instagram at Adrian Banfield Norris using the hashtag Positively Gam. I'm here, I'm talking, and I'm listening. And remember, y'all, stay grateful. Positively Gam is produced by Westbrook Audio. Executive producers, Adrian Banfield-Norris, Jada Pinkett-Smith, Amanda Brown, and Fallon Jethro. Co-executive producer, Sim Hoti. Segment producer, Ash Francis. Associate producer, Erica Ron. Editor and mixer, Calvin Bayless. Positively Gam is in partnership with Art19.